I mean, it actually does sound nice. It feels good to hear that that sound. I think that's what that is. That's the grieving drum. That's definitely not what it's supposed to be, but on the name of this podcast, uh, Gambling for Shoes, uh, the grieving drum, that's what we play when we, when we lose our bets. And I believe last episode, whenever that was, uh, ended with me making a stupid-ass pick and losing money and not getting shoes. This is actually the first time I've spoken all day. It's <laughs> I work from home. It's 1130 on April 27th. This is the first time I've made noises. <laughs> so I don't know if you can podcast. I feel like am I, am I going to uh, pull a muscle in my mouth, sprain my tongue? You know, I'm not warmed up. Here I am trying to spit out a podcast, but you know, whatever we're here, we're rocking. We've got, we've got picks to make. We've got shoes. We've got shit to catch up on. We have our first guest. Just kidding. But I honestly, all right, all jokings aside, I have two dudes that I'm ready to have on the podcast. I just have to buy some better equipment. And for some reason, I'm really dragging my feet on that. But uh, the better equipment, you know, we're going to get it. Eventually, this podcast is going to feel special, but right now it feels casual. This is the anti-podcast. For anyone listening for the first time, my name is Jack Snodgrass. I'm a stand-up comedian in Cincinnati, Ohio. Used to play professional baseball. That left me short of achieving my dreams, but uh, I did get some foot fungus along the way. That foot fungus, I had to get rid of all my shoes. It's like lice for your feet. You had to burn everything, and uh, you know, I figured I'll start a podcast, uh, and I'll gamble, and whenever I win, I'll buy shoes, so I get to gamble and and get some some fly ass footwear. It's brilliant, it really, guys. It's a brilliant. Someone should stop me. So far, we've won like I don't know seven or eight pairs of shoes. We've lost along the way. Speaking of which, so even though I haven't been making the podcast, I have been gambling because you know it is a compulsive thing that I do. <laughs> uh, and uh, not good So I, I've been betting on baseball Which has been, been going okay But I've been trying to do these hybrid bets Where I bet on the NBA playoffs And then baseball And just I just fuck myself I have no business betting on the NBA playoffs I need I need <laughs> I need a gambling coach Who will come in and be like Are you sure you want to do that? You haven't watched a game all year long And you're just You watch 30 seconds of a highlight And you, then you want to put 40 bucks on it it's not good. It's not good. But, you know, gambling on baseball is fun. Baseball is so goddamn boring. I know I've played it forever, but uh, whew, without gambling on it, I, I really couldn't watch it. <laughs> I have I have some jokes about baseball because everyone always asks me, like, do you have some material about about ball? And I've tried a couple, and it just, it just yeah. it's not really, I, I don't know, the frequency isn't working. Because like, I guess the type of material that I do... When you talk about baseball, there's no real, I don't know. I feel like people only like it because it's I'm showing them a behind the curtain of professional baseball. It's not actually like funny. But um, I do have a joke I'm working on about how boring baseball is um, and how we should give them guns. I'm not going to give you more context. That's just, <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. But uh, guys, I've been busy. I've been a busy little boy. The world's back open, you know. And I was in uh, I was in Denver, Colorado, uh, last week, which very cool place. Uh, 
Breaking news. <laughs> in case in, in case no one knew that Denver was cool. Of course Denver is cool. But I was out there. I had some work work to do. And then uh, I had a string of comedy shows that uh, the wonderful headliner Steve Gillespie uh, hooked me up with. He, he came to Go Bananas here once. And uh, it was a weekend I was hosting. And we hung out quite a bit. And he threw it out there. He was like, hey, if you ever, if you ever got some shows... Or if you're ever going to be in Denver, you want to do some shows, hit me up. And uh, I took them up on, on that offer, perhaps too eagerly. But, uh, you know, I was I, I, I was I was feeling a little uh, little antsy. You know, we've been cooped up. So I wanted to travel. And uh, he put me so into, into, in touch with some people who got me on. And then I got to do the Comedy Fort in Fort Collins, Colorado, which is a super, that was a cool-ass club. But I, I, I went on the show that I went up. So typically on a comedy show, there was a host. And when I went up at this show, uh, there was no host, and we didn't really know that until I was getting on stage. And like, I, I'm not, I'm not trying to bitch and complain up here, but a host is an important part of the show. You know, they they are the ones who kind of they go out there, they kind of warm up the crowd a little bit, get everyone's guards down, make everyone feel happy and special that they're there for the show. But for the for this show, dude, the host, in quotations, I, I I'm using. She goes up there with a clipboard. She's like, all right, y'all, tonight's show is... She didn't talk like this. But, uh, all right, y'all, but tonight's show is sponsored by Joe's Barbecue and Christie's Cookie House. Anyway, here comes your first comic. It's Jack from Cincinnati. And that's just... That's a weird way to start a comedy show. I went up, I did fine, but, uh, you know... I should have been more hosty, but it, <laughs> it was still fun. Awesome room, cool memories. Uh, guys, this just in, I, I'm shuffling my papers to Denver's cool. I did smoke weed out there. Surprise, surprise, but not that much. Traveling, I, I will say, uh, you know, we, I they put in, the, they got rid of the mask mandates on planes or whatever, like, I, I don't know, four days, five days before I took off for Denver, so I was like, hell yes, because, man, I, me, this, this sounds like I'm doing an ad or something, but flying sucks, anyway, I'm six foot five, alright, and the amount of you fucking dickheads that put your seat back on me, it's not funny, <laughs> like, it's, the, the percentage chance of me being on a plane and the person in front of me putting their seat back it really is like 85 percent. i'm attracting it at 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 this point you know it bothers me so bad i really wish i could just just choke just choke them for a second just for a second just a little for like half a second to let you know that no you can't just always do this and some people will be like well if you recline it actually doesn't take up any space bullshit okay when you're six foot five everything is in your space on a plane <laughs> but I will say flying no math that was nice that was a nice little freedom to get back that was nice what's great I hated the tension that but that was between us and the uh the flight attendants because some of those bitches were mean as fuck my god. I mean, they were like, they would use cattle prods if they could. That was some Handmaid's Tale stuff, dude. I, I, did, not, I did not like that uh, at all. It was so weird, like, just to see whenever you give someone just like an ounce of power. Flight attendants. The most unassuming group of people ever. If you give them an ounce of power that they will 
they will make you, they will make you bend your knee. <laughs> what is I mean, what a social experiment uh, we lived through over the last two years. But uh, it certainly seems like uh, things have moved on. You know, that's cool. The airports there's definitely less tension in the air, which is nice because the airport like the airports are full of tension anyway. I was thinking. I was kind of walking around, dude, and I was like, dude, it's it's such a this maybe this comes from like the 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 height of Privilege Mountain, <laughs> the tippy top. But I'm like, dude, I the when you look at it, the airport thing is is dehumanizing as fuck. Like the whole time, you know, we, like we we stand in line like cattle. We have to take off our shoes and run everything through a machine. It's like for what? Because the people who came up with that idea, they all fly private. You know, they don't, they don't have to do any of this shit, but they make all of us do it, you know? And with the mask and everything like that, it was just like kind of a bridge too far. And now, now it's, it's, it's back to normal, I think. Uh, can't see them. I know the Biden administration's, tr- or the DOJ is trying to like reinstate that. It's like, who, who's asking for that? <laughs> like, who, who is like, yes, thank you. Could, could we do that? I would like, I would like to reverse and go back. To a worse time. I could just. <laughs> it's insane. But I do think. Um, I don't know. It seems like we've turned a corner. You know. I, I don't think uh, COVID's so relevant anymore. You know. They, they definitely swapped that out for for Ukraine. I, I COVID used to be a kind of a trigger thing for me. Uh, it's It comes up in the. You know. If you look at the, the backlog of this podcast. It comes up often. I'm not really shy about my opinion. But. Uh. I'm, I, today I'm not really so militant. I guess I'm just, I'm just glad that uh, we're just going forward, <laughs> you know, because some of it was real, of course, and some of it was very silly, you know, but uh, fucking whatever. Elon Musk owns Twitter. That's that's <laughs> two years at the end of COVID. That's that's <laughs> if COVID was a book, this next chapter, I mean, Elon buys Twitter. It's so weird. It's so I Elon Musk. He seems cool, you know. I, I the things that he does, I, I you know he doesn't he doesn't bother me, which says a lot. Most people bother me, especially people of like high stature. But uh, he seems all right. Him buying Twitter is is quite the move though, because Twitter's like so billionaires have been buying newspapers forever, forever. That's like the thing you do. You get a chunk of the media. You get to pump out your your side of the argument with a. Through a legitimate, uh, you know, distribution of information. Like, Jeff Bezos owns the, owns the Washington Post. That's pretty good. <laughs> you know, to be a billionaire and then have, basically have your own f- version of the news. <laughs> and now, because tw- Twitter is Twitter is the world's largest newspaper. You know, like a lot of it is, it, it, you can't read it. It's, it's total trash. But it's... It, that's what it is, dude. That I mean, it's the, the everything happens there. It, it's the fastest I feel like in terms of the transfer of information. And Elon Musk just bought the world's biggest and best and fastest newspaper. And I think it's going to be okay because th- there was some real ass censorship. I don't. I really don't want to get into this shit. But that I, that was happening. That was happening. Uh, and, uh, like, you can look into it yourself, but that was really happening. You say, well, maybe censorship can exist on a, on, on basically 
the company has the right to choose, but what they were choosing to censor and not censor and the agendas they were clearly pushing, like, you know, it would just, it got compromised. Twitter has been whack. Twitter has been whack. I've been on the Twitter is whack train for like eight years. I had one when I, after I quit baseball and I became a wrestling writer. Uh, that's, that's real. I had, that was a real thing I did. Uh, I was on Twitter a lot because it was a fun place to like post wrestling memes and talk shit and you know, all that stuff. But it's a horrible space. Like it's been bad. Like that's that's where this is where all that virtue signaling bullshit and like the cancel culture, all all that started there. It's you know, and uh, you know it, everyone pretending to be things that they're not, and everyone trying to dunk on each other with like, ooh, uh, let me see if I can write a shittier thing than you just wrote and make you feel bad about who you are, and I feel bad about, and I can feel good about me because I I insulted you. It took me it took me two and a half hours to write you an insult, but I wrote one and it got two likes. <laughs> it's been it's been a, I've hated that space forever. I, I think it's the worst of the social medias. I do, <laughs> but but Elon Musk buying it at minimum it's gonna be funny. Like it, it's already hilarious that that it's taken that turn that Twitter. Got so far ahead of itself to where it was basically had created its own culture. You know, it was like its own country. And who didn't really like Elon Musk and now he owns them. <laughs> it is funny. You know? And if he brings Trump back, that's that's hilarious. I mean, that's that's something that you couldn't have written. That the end of COVID, Elon Musk buys Twitter and then reinstates Donald Trump's Twitter account. So weird. What I mean, what a fucking time to be alive, folks. It's. I think we're going to be okay. I think, they, you know, we'll look back and say, man, that 2020 through 2022 really sucked. It impacted lots of generations. But, uh, you know, we just kind of carried on, hopefully. I really don't. People call it like revolution and shit. Like, I, look, I, I, I got some changes I'd like to make, you know. But uh, I ain't trying to go to war. <laughs> you know, I don't... <laughs> I've been, I've been, I've been grumpy over the last two years, but I, I'm not, uh, I'm not trying to load a gun and fucking fight somebody for some shit, you know, I'm just chilling, <laughs> I'm enjoying my privilege, thank you, uh, <laughs> but I don't know, I think we'll be alright, I feel like times are changing though. Like, so I run a show here in Cincinnati. It's an open mic at Hi-Fi in Mount Adams. Come check it out. It's cool. But I, in between the, as the show goes on, I have random people from the crowd come up and read a joke. And uh, then they get a free drink. And maybe it's hacky, maybe it's not, but it keeps the show rolling. It's, it's it, it, I don't know, it keeps people involved. It's a cheap way to, to get some attention. But uh, last night I wrote, there was a joke about uh, Brian Regan... He's a great comic, and he had a, it was a joke he made about Arab Americans and crop dusting and like nine eleven. I don't remember the joke, but that's basically what it was. And I brought this guy up, and he was going to read a joke, uh, and he wouldn't read that one. He was and he had the microphone, and he was like, "I don't want to talk." It was a white guy, obviously. He's like, "I don't want to talk about. I don't race jokes aren't really what I really want to do." And like I get, I get where he's saying because like, people don't, people right now to be called racist is a really, really icky thing. You know, you don't, no one wants that label. 
And most white people are terrified of that getting slapped on them. So, of course, he doesn't want to go on stage and read a joke that has that could be misinterpreted as racist, even though it's not. Um, but he said that onto the, into the microphone, and the room full, was full of... I, the people who come to my Hi-Fi show, they're all pretty young, you know? And I, I'm honestly a pretty diverse crowd. I, and they booed him. <laughs> they all booed him. They all booed him because, you know, he his hesitance, it may have been genuine, but it also looked like a virtue signal. And every people from every race, every people, good God, people from all races, ages, backgrounds, whatever, sexes, they all booed him. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I like, uh, this show has an identity. <laughs> it's kind of funny. <laughs> Alright, let's make a pick, and then we'll pick some shoes, and we'll get the fuck out of here. Uh, and then, uh, next, the next episode, listeners, you have my word. There will be a guest. I swear, for God, there's gonna be a guest on the show the next motherfucking episode. You have my word. I just have to make a purchase for some technology. And it's not even about the money, it just, it's more about just, you know... A couple clicks of the mouse. Sometimes a couple clicks of the mouse. That's just... It's too much sometimes. You know, this world can be too much. <laughs> so, I've, I've already made the bet. I've already done it. It's happened. Uh, I'm going... Uh, I, it, I, this is a two-team money line parlay. Which basically means that I pick two teams to win a game. And they, they both have to win. If one wins and one loses, bet sucks. It's out. We're losers, baby. We're playing the fucking drum on our next episode. But if the Mets go into St. Louis and they beat the Cardinals, and if the Yankees beat the Orioles at home, we're getting shoes. All right? So two-team parlay, Mets, Yankees. Carlos Carrasco, cookie for the Mets. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna have a good little ball game. Steven Matz throwing against his former team. I don't know. They're gonna know a lot about. It. I played against Steven Matz in Double A, and I was like, "Holy shit, that guy is way better than me." Left-handed starter, just like me, except he threw hard and was he was yeah he had command, and uh, it's no surprise why he is in like his sixth or seventh year in the big league, and I have a gambling podcast. <laughs> But, 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 he he may not have these. He may not have the New Balance NB Numeric Jamie Foy 306s. He may not have those. You know, and if he gets beat today, I'm going to have those. It's a pair of shoes. It's the premise of the podcast. I gamble, I win shoes, and then I wear them on stage, which I need to do a better job documenting. Documenting. Wow. Like I said, first time talking today, you know, so... So far, it's been so good. I, I don't really don't have too many edits I got to make, but uh, I've had a couple swings and misses uh, here vocally this morning. <laughs> but uh, yeah, these are the shoes. They're New Balance. They're I guess they're skater shoes. This is like I, I don't know why I keep buying buying skater shoes, but uh, I would never ever ever ride a skateboard. Literally ever. I got a pair of Vans. Every time I put them on, it feels like a lie. Uh, I won them on the show, and I don't, I feel like a fucking liar. 
But anyway, that, that that's going to do it. Go, go Mets. Go Yankees. Uh, go comedy. Go Elon Musk. Maybe. I mean, if this Twitter thing, it could work out. I mean, free speech isn't bad. You just We all have to learn how to tune it out. When somebody calls you a fat piece of shit on Twitter, you just got to turn the other cheek, man. You know, you got to say, you know what? I don't have to. I, I don't know. Didn't Jesus talk about this? I need the show needs to end. Someone press end of show. All right. Goodbye. See you next week.